The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. So let's get started. Um, yes, yeah, so I wanted to remind you of that. And um, uh, also I wanted to tell you that if you, if any of you were able to see the first, uh, I'm doing an IPT uh, series of podcasts. I did one initially with Dr. Donato Perez Garcia, the third, whose grandfather uh, invented the whole concept, uh, the whole uh, therapeutic modality of IPT. And uh, back in what, in the 20, uh, 19, I guess the early 20s, right? No, right around, you know, like it, it, insulin had been discovered about that time. So, yeah, so he started working with it and uh, it's been used. It's used in many things. So really keep in mind that IPD, insulin potentiation therapy is a new name. It came about, I think, around 1998 or 97, around there. Prior to that, what was it called? Uh, Watch the second podcast. Anyway, the second podcast on IPT, I hope it's released now, but it's with uh, Dr. Uh, Donato Perez Garcia III and Rebecca Ayer. And Rebecca Ayer is uh, the daughter of Stephen Ayer, who's a, a Canadian, who was a Canadian physician, wonderful human being. I loved him. And he passed away and was really, really, really way too soon. He was a fantastic guy. But he's the one that went down to Mexico back in the 70s and 80s found uh, uh, Dr. Donato, uh, but at that time it was Donato's father. But anyway, so in it, the reason we're going to talk, the reason we did this, that particular podcast, number two in the series, is because um, we were, one of uh, our students, remember we don't have patients, we have students, because, um, you know, patient, the word patient, you know, we think about a patient, not being patient. A patient, patient is sort of like a very, um, uh, a passive kind, like clay, you know, clay, clay is a paint, you're, you know, you're manipulating it and stuff like that. So and that's not what it is. And we don't like, we're not like, uh, you know, doctors in the white coat sense of the word. We're more like the re- original meaning of the word, which comes from Latin, which means uh, to teach, right? So that's what we do. But, um, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. So we were going to, uh, Somebody was finished with our center and they were going to go, you know, I mean, you know, they'd been there like eight weeks, 10 weeks. Um, and then they needed some follow up with with uh, with a doctor. So we have lists of doctors uh, and other kinds of practitioners in almost every state. I think every state. I mean, a couple that don't have any. Um, and so we try to set up a program where you can, you know, where you we can we can continue the uh the care because you know you're not done in six weeks eight weeks 12 weeks a hundred weeks you're never done right we're we are never done all of us are always uh dealing with the fact that uh an adaptive process in our physiology hardwired by by uh the, uh, the divine intelligence that put this all together and sustains it 
remember, creation is not something that happened. It's a happening. Um, and uh, uh, so anyway, this one doctor that we were going to refer to, they go, they said, well, you know, we don't do IPT, though. Well, she probably won't need it because everything's okay now. But why? Well, we saw there was a uh, there was a couple of people that were prominent in the world of IPT who were saying that insulin increases IGF one, which is the um, the uh, it's what when when growth hormone is produced in our pituitary glands and it gets down into the um, uh, uh, liver. And I think it takes half hour, and it's turned into IGF one, two, three, four, five. So IGF-1 is the main one. IGF-1 and IGF-2 are the main ones that actually have the effect on cells that make them like grow and repair and things like that. So that's really good, right? You need that since you're making 37 million new cells per second and you need to keep keep it happening um, and make repairs, et cetera, et cetera. However, it's not something you want to have happen in a group of cells that are chronically fermenting. And what are chronically fermenting cells? Again, for those... Just watching, that's what's really happening when someone says they have a tumor or they're told they have a tumor. uh, It's really that the cells have learned to adapt to uh, the inability to use oxygen and they become fermenting because fermenting is another way of making energy. Inefficient, but quick. And uh, it's a survival mode. It's an adaptive physiology. So that's what they are. Okay, we don't use zodiac terms. I mean, unless we're referring to someone's birthday uh, you know, he's a Leo, she's a Pisces. Well, they're not going to get along unless we have Aquarius. And what is the best one in the, in the, in the Zodiac? A Gemini male and an Aquarius female, I hear. Are... But I don't know. I mean, I, I studied it and all that. I mean, I used to make charts and uh, actually it was more accurate than uh, psychological. You know, when I was a psychologist and I, 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 had, I had learned how to use all these psychological batteries, um, you know, personality inventories, and, and all that stuff. Put them all together. And then I did someone's chart. I didn't even know them. Um, and it was more accurate. But anyway. And remember, you guys, who found, I mean, according to the story, who found Jesus? Astrologers. Anyway. Um, so this guy wouldn't use it because he said that it increases IGF-1 which absolutely makes no sense. And it does to some degree if you used a lot of it. With, um, but it just doesn't happen with us because we're doing a small physiological dose of insulin once or twice a week, occasionally a little more. But even that, even if you use a small little bit every day, it doesn't do that. So it just doesn't do that. So anyway, I had, uh, and the reason I had Rebecca Air on is because I remember when I was first learning IPT back around the year 2000 um, uh, and I'd studied with Donato and uh, I studied and then I worked with uh, Stephen Ayer uh, in uh, Chicago um, and Rebecca was there. So she has been around around this and, and, you know, she knew her. She read her father's notes and she's actually compiled them and she still has the Air clinic in uh, uh, in Chicago. Um, she's a nurse practitioner. Uh, very, very bright woman, uh, lots of experience. Anyway, you'll enjoy the podcast. It gives a lot of information. And by the way, here's the bottom line. Bottom line, whatever anybody thinks, theories, etc. The bottom line is this. Donato Perez Garcia, the first, um, 
Donato Perez Garcia, the first, um, used IPT about 45 years and he had nothing but successes. In fact, uh, the first person who had chronically fermenting cells that he worked with um, in, I think, 1943 or 1946, yeah, um, went on to die like 30 years, 40 years later from some other cause, right? And uh, so that's that. And then, um, so he had 45 years of successes, not one death from that procedure. His son, Donato Perez Garcia II, 45 years approximately, same thing, not one death, many long-term and then Donato Perez Garcia III, the guy that is alive today, wonderful human being, um, 45 years, same thing. Now there's a, 135 years. And then you put me in there, 50, 155 years, you put Rebecca, you know, it's like that argument, you know, people are saying, shouldn't eat vegetables. I, I it, you know that I'm not kidding, right? You know that people are actually saying such things, right? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel. It's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah. I'm just a carnivore. Well, I mean, if, if that were true... You wouldn't tell anybody. You'd keep it a secret. I mean, you know, carnivores eat live animals. I I, I don't think I would go out like announcing it. Um, uh, and I certainly wouldn't announce that I'm a avid corpse eater. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I eat corpses. No, I wouldn't. I, I also I, I wouldn't do that either. But anyway, but I want to tell you two things. There was a big bang one day. A long time ago. Big bang. And then, because there was nothing before that. And then out of that big nothingness came everything. And then I want to tell you what happened. It randomly fell into perfect order. And you know what that order was? It was a flat earth. It's amazing. And now evolution has allowed it. Now we're at the point with evolution that actually men can have babies. So things are getting better all the time. Getting better all the time. Um, anyway, I do, I do speak fluent sarcasm. So please, uh, 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 be aware of that. So anyway, those are all the places you can find us. And, uh, we're going to have a meeting on Wednesday, Thursday, uh, about how we can get this rumble station started so that we can, and I'd like your ideas, you know, what do you guys think would be a good, um, yeah, flat earth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying I don't say I don't disbelieve it. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm not saying I disbelieve it, but just sh- to explain to me the physics. Anyway, um, so we're gonna have a meeting this Thursday to figure out how to make how, what how to what is gonna be like the theme of the uh, the show. I'd like to have a rumble show once a week where I can speak freely. And um, so you all think that we should do it with a, a format uh, of talking about CFCs. 
talking about, you know, other stuff comes in always um, because um, I have a mind that is, um, my mind is a central point with an infinite number of segues. Yeah. So doesn't matter what we're talking about. We'll be talking about everything. Now, uh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. Everybody's leaving. I think I just knocked off a lot of uh, uh, TikTok. They didn't like that. Uh, all right, you guys, let's talk about CFCs. What are the questions today? First question isn't from the email, uh, 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 from Cass. Hi, Dr. Lodi. I would like to avoid the sickness you have listed and want to do some parasite detoxing. Is there a protocol you can advise for at home or do we have to have a GP on board, a general practitioner? I currently have varicose veins and do suffer sinuses. I am a health practitioner and have attended many cleansing rituals over my years. However, very keen on your advice. All right, Cass. Uh, you, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of herbs and plants, medicinal plants that, you know, that have been used traditionally. You know, clove, garlic, uh, wormwood. I mean, there's just a whole, and if you look into it, you'll find, um, in fact, uh, yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of them are very good. Um, and there's mixtures of them and there's all kinds of ways of doing it. Why? Because we all have parasites. Every one of us has parasites. Okay. Just like, because you got to realize we have, God, this eye, you know, this is too long. I should have like cut it or something keeps going down. It's like having curtains, you know. Um, uh, I mean, even uh, propolis, you know, which comes from bees is, is good. So so there are two kinds of main kinds of parasites that bother us and that, that uh, internally, those are the worms, the helminths, and the uh, protozoa, which are single-celled organisms, right? Uh, oh my gosh, I keep detoxing parasites, but my husband won't. What should I do? Ah! Tell him he's got to sleep in another bedroom, period. It's like an ST. You got to think of parasites like an STD. Can you imagine one of one? You have, you have a, a husband and wife. One has gonorrhea. The other one doesn't. Are we only going to treat the one with that, that, that has the gonorrhea? No. Okay. So it's the same thing, you know, and then also your family too. If your husband won't, then maybe you want to set up a, 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 a consult and I'll talk. I'd be happy to talk to him. Um, and because uh, remember, you can't find these guys. They hide really well. And we've all got them just like we have all these organisms, 100 trillion organisms. Right. And a lot of them are uh, parasites. I mean, a parasite is just a it's just a definition. It's where uh, one organism is gaining a benefit and the other one is getting and the other one is getting harm is being harmed. That, that That's what it is. Right. So uh, anyway. That's why we have that term parasitic relationships, right? You know, you can have a parasitic relationship with your children or child or or spouse or sibling or something like that, right? All right. So, um, so anyway, but, but, but here's the problem. They've been around for quite a long time. They live in, you know, like there's like 60 species of uh, nematodes, for example, roundworms, that we are, we human beings are home to them. All right. Oh, you like to do telemed, but can't get an appointment. Don't worry, it's changing. Well, I'm, now that I'm back here in the real world, uh, we can start doing that stuff again. So it's going to 
change very soon. I apologize. Also, I would like to do group ones. Like I said, we'll have group. Let's do a group parasite uh, thing where you can all share your information. You have to you have to realize that if you're sharing it publicly in that particular forum with the Zoom, that is no longer private. Um, uh, you know, if you're okay with that, that's okay because uh, uh, we can do one with breast CFCs. We can have one with uh, colon CFCs. You know, stuff like that. So, uh, so anyway, I, what we've learned is that these guys are really good at surviving. They're gonna they're gonna survive no matter you know no matter what we try to do. So they dis they disconnect, destroy our immune system, so that the immune system won't get them. Number one, number two, they go deep into tissues. They're not hanging out ready to be discovered. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. People in on the group for uh, for parasites. So um, so they're in the bowel wall. They're in the, the, the ovarian wall. They're in the uterine wall. They're in the brain. They're, they're, high, they're in the tissues. And they're laying, you know, anywhere from 20 to 2,000 eggs a day. So, you know, even if you, you think you kill them, they're, they're going to hatch. So you got to really hit them hard with a lot of stuff. And you don't want to under... Thoughts about tamoxifen. Uh, you don't want to undertreat these guys because they'll just migrate. Okay, so you got to do it. So I recommend using a series of antiparasitic, antihelminthics, which are the worms, and antiprotozoals and antifungals. Why antifungals? What's the job of funguses? Is it fungi, 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 or funguses? I stopped using fungi because. Um, about 15 years ago, I think there I was talking to the wife, uh, husband and wife, and the wife was the one that had the CFCs, and I uh, was talking about fungi, and he said I'm a fungi. So I realized that I probably shouldn't use that word. So I, I came up, fungi, funguses. Yeah. Anyway, their job is to recycle dead matter. So they're not in the food chain; they recycle it. That's their job. So the more you're killing off things inside, you're going to have more funguses and you don't want them to overgrow. So you can use antifungals at the same time. All right. All right. Uh, and you want to make sure you get rid of them. Okay. So listen, you, we are all, let me just give you guys a, what I, the way I look at it. We're living in an, so such a toxic world that I, I actually think if you, if you got someone from the 17th century and brought them here, that they wouldn't last very long. You know, it is, it's, it's beyond comprehension. I mean, can you imagine? Um, I mean, just the EMF, just the all that, so the electromagnetic frequencies. Um, uh, you know, but but there's that, and then all the heavy metals, and all the all the uh, uh, the actual poisonous chemicals that are in food, that are in the air, that are in paint, that are everywhere. So we're all that, plus people take medications, plus we're exposed to nonsense, uh, psychological nonsense that causes us to be stressed and all this stuff. So, but I want to be natural. I do too. I want to be natural. You never hear me pres prescribing drugs, except now with these guys, you have to. You have to. So you say, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get rid of them. And they'll do everything else naturally. I just don't think it can be done naturally. It's never been proven to me. And why do we want to do it? Because if they stay in your body long enough, they can cause wasting. They can cause organ dysfunction. They can cause CFCs in any organ. They can cause uh, fatigue. They can wipe out your immune system. Uh, you just you just don't want them. Okay. So, all right. So, 
Yes. So answer to your question, Kaz, is you, we will need a GP. We'll need somebody to uh, order the medication. However, I am looking into the law right now to see how we can do it. Will the, will the parasite cleanse kill your gut biome? Good question. Um, we're trying to see how we can do it, you know, and uh, there's uh, so and I've got uh, two other doctors that I'm working with. Uh, one is in uh, Nebraska. She promises to help me. We'll see. But anyway, and then there's another one where at my clinic. So I can get two things maybe three or two and then we can just do a big uh you know instead of cfc consults we can start doing parasites consults by the way everybody keep in mind and tell all your doctor friends i'm looking for doctors i need doctors to come and work with us i will train them and um it's a fantastic place to work because guess what you get yeah you, can, you know all people always think about the kind of benefits you get from work well imagine the benefit of learning all about how to be healthy and having everybody around you making juices and eating healthy food and happy. And I mean, what if you worked in an environment that was totally health oriented? And, uh, and then if you didn't feel well, you get an IV of vitamin C or something. I mean, it's like, what? Oh, I need a colonic today. Okay. I want to get my lymphatics uh, moving. Okay. So Matt, that's, that's one of the benefits. But anyway, I need doctors. Anybody know doctors? And I need people who are either nutritionists or uh, former, uh, you know, like nurses, uh, naturopaths or whatever, who are now interested in uh, teaching. I need health coaches. And I will train you. I have a curriculum um, and all that sort of thing. So please, uh, hello at drlody.com is a good way to send in that message. Hello at drlody.com. Yeah. So I, we need those things. Okay. By the way, uh, next question: Should everyone should everyone be doing coffee enema daily? If not, then when do these apply? All right, uh, Marley. If very good. I mean, uh, okay. The coffee enema, and and most people do it wrong, unfortunately, because it's taught by people who uh, don't really either. They never did it, or they don't think it through. All right, so, um, uh, so anyway, for, before you do, you do coffee. The purpose of there's the retention enemas and there are cleansing enemas. Okay, so before you do a retention enema, you got to make sure everything is out of that area so that the retention enema can get to the bowel wall and be absorbed. Otherwise, if there's too much feces in there, it can't. So it's just, a, you know, just common sense. Clean it out, then you do it. And you put in a small volume, so you make it a highly concentrated small volume. And you put a couple, three, four pillows under your pelvis, pelvis so that your pelvis is elevated relative to your chest. Things roll uphill, 20 minutes, and you stimulate what? Glutathione S transferase, an enzyme that keeps recycling glutathione. So it makes your liver, it's part of phase two detoxification. But so do broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale, they do the same thing and more. So should you be doing, should everyone be doing it? Not necessarily if you're eating really healthy and all that stuff, but doing it is always going to be good. Always. It's never the wrong thing to do. Uh, and you have, have to have special coffee, as you know, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be your regular coffee. It's not going to be double roasted or all, any of that stuff. It's got to be organic. 
It's got to be roasted for, uh, they, they roast it for 45 seconds. It's still green. It doesn't smell like coffee. It smells like you're making a hot cereal in the morning or something. Uh, anyway, that's the stuff you need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone said taking antiparasitics, will it, will it damage the gut biome? And the answer is no, it will help restore it. Because what those parasites do is they, uh, as part of their strategy to uh, disable the immune system, they do it also through cause through uh, by their. It's not like they're sitting around thinking, "How can we do this?" It's just that their their biochemical waste and uh, uh, secretions and intermediates and all that sort of thing uh, are toxic to certain uh, healthy organisms, and so it winds up changing it. Yeah. With the daylight savings time change in the U.S., do we still need to go to bed at sundown, which is around 5 p.m.? Here's the thing. And this is a good question, so please keep in mind this. We, our natural habitat is the equatorial part of this planet, okay? That's where Eden was. That's where uh, Professor Leakey and his buddies think that uh, humans arose out of northern Africa around that. That's where we belong. That's where we are. That's where we flourish. And uh, in that part of the world, 12-hour days, 12-hour nights, pretty much year-round. Not pretty much, year-round. Which means that our physiology is adapted to that. Yeah. Um, so, so in that part of the world, around 6 p.m., 6.30 uh sun's down so within an hour you'd be asleep uh and that's what we are and when you do that your physiology just hums it's fantastic you feel better than you, you, you it's incredible what happens i've talked about that before so now you move out of the natural habitat you move to iowa you move to i don't know nebraska you move to Alaska, you move to Germany, you move to uh, Moscow. Anyway, all of those are not where we flourish. All right. So the problem is this. Uh, I mean, I would. I mean, you know, and when you get like up in Northern Europe, I mean, it's still the sun's out at 10 p.m. So you can't rely on that. You, your physiology won't change. So you use eye masks if you have to, earplugs, you get in bed, you still go to bed around that time. So if it's dark at 5 p.m., great, wonderful, fantastic, go to bed by 7 p.m. Your day tomorrow. Now use all that energy that you'll have in the morning when you wake up at 3.30 or 4 to get all the stuff done much more efficiently than you would have if you stayed up all night. Yeah, so always forget what the, you know, it, it, if you're living in that part of the world. So, uh, 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 should daily, weekly saunas be a regular part of one's routine, like colon hydrotherapy and electrolymphatics? It's good. Whenever we're getting warm and hot, it's stimulating our immune system. It's getting rid of wastes. It's really, really, really good. So if you can get, if you could do daily, uh, saunas, especially since we live in a very toxic world, yes, absolutely. And you, you know, and you're probably better off to get. You're probably better off to get a um, your own, you know, like two seater at home, so you can you be in there with your 
um, you know, your lover, your friend, your wife, husband, um, neighbor, I don't know. But anyway, you, you know, or you can just hang out and read. Um, so, uh, yeah, be, it's be very good. All right. And just like getting your keeping your colon clean and keeping your lymphatics flowing and moving around and having good, healthy, honest, non-toxic relationships, all these things. Right. This is how we stay alive. OK, so now. OK, so yeah, what are your thoughts on using a propolis air diffuser nightly? All right. Well, you guys, uh, I. I I'm sure you all know, you've heard the word propolis, you know what it is. It's made by honeybees, and they make it from the stuff they, uh, from flowers, you know, flowers and that they, uh, you know, that they're visiting and eating and, and, and um, you know, getting the nectar and dropping off their stuff, you know. You know that old story about the birds and the bees? So anyway, it turns out that propolis is made up of about 300 compounds, over 300 compounds. Incredible. Why? Because it's coming from flowers and plants. And the bees use it. Why do they use it? Uh, I think it's also called bee, uh, uh, bee glue. Anyway, it's a resinous uh, kind of sticky stuff. They use it to uh, repair their hive, to keep their hive together and glued together and move. Uh, and also, like, you know, a part of it is getting loose or breaks off. They repair it like that. Um, and, of course, what's what, to if it's used in that way to keep their hive together, it's also got to protect not only from invasion of by lizards and snakes and all that stuff, but by microorganisms. So it's antifungal. It's antiviral, whatever they are, if they exist. It's antibacterial. Uh, um this is pretty incredible what it is. Okay. So, and the same thing, the same thing with us, you know, um, if we use it. So they have it in these, um, uh, these little, they put them in cartridges and you can have a, um, a diffuser and it goes out and yeah, it's great. It's, it's like a completely natural way of keeping your air fresh and clean. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not early. You know what it is? I think what's happened is because, uh, the, uh, America, uh, is it only America? I don't think Europe does it right. I know America has in most States, they change their clocks back and forth. It is the most, one of the most absurd, absurd things in the world. Uh, but anyway, so that's why I guess people don't, don't haven't yet figured that out. Um, I mean that we're on it. Okay, there's been a lot of studies with using propolis, okay? Because first of all, it's been around since, I mean, the Egyptians used it to, uh, to uh, with the uh, with their dead, you know, to embalm the, the, the dead. Uh, and uh, why? Because it's antimicrobial. So it protected it for a long time. Um, so the Egyptians used it, the Romans, I mean, it's been used throughout history. Um, and... Um, and then in the modern day, they found that it's actually um, when they combine it, like, for example, with um, if, if someone has chronic obstructive pulmonary conditions, I, they use the word disease, which I hate, but it's COPD. If they have that, which means what is CB, COPD? So COPD is there's actually two. Uh, well, there's 
chronic obstructive, obstructive pulmonary disease. So they have this, uh, they're called blue bloaters. Why? Because they're, they, they can breathe in, but they can't get it out. And they're going, no, that's the other guys. They can't breathe it in. Yeah, that's the emphasis of uh, people with emphysema. But the blue bloaters, uh, the asthmatics and, you know, the other kinds of, uh, you know, chronic bronchitis, those kind of thing. Okay, they can't uh, get it in. And so they're, <coughs> they're wheezing. So because they're not getting enough oxygen in, they get blue and they're like that. Um, and so you can measure that with a pulmonary function test. You have people breathe and you look at their forced expiratory volume and you can tell if it's like 60, 70% of expected, then you know they're not getting the air out, all right? And so um, uh, it turns out that if they mix propolis with, and they've these published studies, that if they mix propolis with um, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which is basically an amino acid, uh, together they have a, a very synergistic effect on not only being antimicrobial, like eliminating these um, uh, organisms that are causing problems, but in addition, these both of them work directly on the biofilm. You know, biofilm is basically this substance that is made up actually of all sorts of microorganisms. It's, it's kind of like they make a big, you know, like thin biological blanket to protect themselves so that they don't get uh, damaged. They can stay longer and they, I mean, they can hang out longer. They protect themselves from the immune system. Um, and it's called a biofilm. And, uh, and if you can get, if you can knock off the biofilm and you're using, for example, any kind of antimicrobial substance, it'll be able to get in there and you'll resolve the problem faster. So they do that. They use, uh, they use propolis in that. And, um, uh, and, and by the way, what they found out that the propolis does is uh, as part of the bronchial, uh, you know, uh, making the biofilm and all, all the things that happen in, in a chronic lung condition, um, you know, there are different kinds of white blood cells, right? Okay, that are immune cells, right? You've got neutrophils, lymphocytes, you've got basophils, monocytes, eosinophils. Uh, what am I forgetting? Anyway, the eosinophils are usually uh, up in certain parasitic situations and in certain allergic situations like that. So one of the things that the propolis does is reduce the eosinophilic uh, inflammatory response. It's a big deal in these situations. So, yeah. Then it turns out to be amazing. It's, it's also an antihypertensive and an anticoagulant. It's like, what? You notice natural substances have multiple uh, 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 benefits. They don't have side effects. By the way, there are no side effects. Let's get rid of that word out of your vocabulary, just like you're going to get rid of Gemini, Leo. What's in the middle? You got it. Crabs. Uh, you're going to get rid of that word. You can call them CFCs. But also get rid of the word side effects. They're not on the side of anything. They're right in the middle of you. And they're no fun. And they're just basically effects. Anyway, all of the, multi the multiple effects you get from natural substances are fantastic. When you're taking synthetic pharmaceutical patented poisons, they have mostly unwanted effects and a little bit of effects that do what? Suppress the symptom so you don't know that you're in trouble. 
What are symptoms? Our body talking to us to let us know, hey, you got to do something, right? Let me tell you, here's an allopath. And uh, you all know allopaths, right? Allopaths are MDs like me. I'm a recovering allopath. Uh, there are allopaths and then there's uh, naturopaths, there's osteopaths, there's um, uh, chiropractor, there's, uh, um, you know, I'm talking about for all of the conventional ones. Now, I know naturopaths don't think they're conventional, and I know that osteopaths think they're not quite conventional. But the pro the fact is they have the suffix of the word, of their title, of their profession, is the word path, meaning pathological, meaning the disease. It's the disease there. See, I go, I go on these segues. Sometimes I forget. So, not sometimes. Okay. But anyway, so... So the question is, is propolis okay? Yeah, absolutely. It's very good. Um, and, you know, the word, it comes from Greek, right? Pro means entrance, right? Beginning entrance and propolis. Polis is city. So it's, it's you know, the entrance to the city, to the community. And if for the, in, the, in, the, in the case of the bee, it's their hive. So it's, you know, it seals up the, the cracks in the hive and all that stuff. So it's, the, it's propolis. That's where it got it. So now, um, you can put it on wounds, right? You know, all kinds of stuff. So what is it made of? It's like it's like resins, waxes, essential oils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pollen, and then it's got some other various. Color. But mo mostly, it's what they call polyphenols. And you know, polyphenols, right? Like when we want, when we're talking about all the the benefits of phytonutrients and all that, the poly polyphenols. Now, why do plants have them? Why would a plant have something that would be good? healthy for us beneficial for us why because the most of them uh, function as antioxidants and uh you know antimicrobials all that stuff why because the plant's producing it uh for itself it's part of its defense right because the plant is sitting there in the sun hopefully all day long and it's getting uv light and it's getting lots of free radicals so it's got to protect itself so it's full of them so it's great and they turn out to be really good for us <clears throat> all right so the basic physiology or beneficial effect are the polyphenols and and the benzoic acid, things like that. Yeah, um, it's even got benzaldehyde, and I'm not sure if you all know what benzaldehyde is, but uh, I'm sure everyone out there has heard of B17, right? Um, uh, uh, it's also called amygdalin. It's also called, well, well, the synthetic version they were using is called laetrile. Um, and everyone's heard it's good for CFCs, and it is. Because what is B17? It's made of four molecules. By the way, uh, these amygdalin, uh, amygdalin uh, is a, is a four-molecule substance, compound, um, that we find in most, if not all, seeds, nuts, used to be in almost all plants. It was part of it until we started hybridizing them. Um, and as you know, the Hunza's used, uh, it's in apricot seeds and uh, all that. Uh, so anyway, it's got two glucoses, one benzaldehyde and one a hydrogen cyanide. All right. And that's how it works. You know, so uh, CFCs and certain microorganisms have a lot of, a lot of an enzyme called um, uh, glucosin, uh, beta glucosidase which takes off the glucose, they need glucose, releases a benzaldehyde and releases the, uh, the, uh, the cyanide. 
But healthy cells have a lot of rhodinase, so they to totally neutralize the uh, uh, the cyanide. But the benzaldehyde has multiple uh, uh, benefits. One of them is it's uh, kind of like a oh like a lidocaine or no? It, it's kind of keeps things uh, helps uh, reduce pain. Yeah, it's good. It does it does other things too, right? All right, and, and, and then, of course, you know, in addition to all that, there are steroid uh, compounds. There are all these aliphatic hydrocarbons. There's all sorts of things, sugars, amino acids in the propolis. It's pretty amazing stuff. And, you know, uh, the other thing is it actually has, and I mentioned a little earlier, it actually has anti-protozoal uh, uh, effects. So what are protozoa? That's the second type of, Um, a main endoparasite that we have other than worms is parasites, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, one of the ones that is most well known is trichomonas vaginalis, which women uh, know they have because it, uh, it causes a fishy odor. Men are carriers. They don't know they have it, but you definitely want to get rid of them, whether you're a man or a woman, because long-term chronic inflammation, they cause CFCs of both the prostate and the cervix. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the propolis is also good for giardia and uh, Chagas, leishmaniasis, malaria. I mean, it's like amazing, amazing, amazing. Toxoplasma. So it's pretty good stuff. So, yes, you can use it. Absolutely, you can use it. And you should put it in your room. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a be, it's, there's not a better air freshener. I mean, it's, it's natural. So yeah. let's go on. Let's go on. Okay. Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. I have I have breast CFCs and it's in the nipple. It shrinks after radiation, but the doctor tells me it's difficult to get rid of CFCs once it is in the nipple, and then the solution is mastectomy. I don't want a mastectomy. Do you know of any solutions to get rid of CFCs from the nipple? Okay, now breasts are made of little sacs that produce milk. They're carried by ducts. And they all kind of converge on the nipple where the milk comes out of. And there's a, actually the nipple is not just one little opening; it's multiple. Um, and then and then there's there's uh, there, there's fat and connective tissue in there too to give the uh, the breast um, uh, you know shape and firmness. Uh, <clears throat> so wherever it is, wherever the chronically fermenting cells are doesn't matter if it's in the nipple if it's in if it's in over here in a duct if it's in a if it's in a little lobule um, whatever it doesn't matter it's still what it, it's the same thing that it is and uh, I know surgeons um, you know they have this motto that is when in doubt cut it out and um, the thing about cutting out the thing about surgery is that you <clears throat> you cannot undo it so is it necessary sometimes? Absolutely necessary sometimes. But it's not the first thing you do. You don't, you don't do the irreversible first. You do things that you can. So now if it's in a nipple, I, I've personally worked with uh, uh, many women that have had the tumor in their nipple or just under it. or uh, But anywhere in the breast, it's the same thing. So we do all the things that we do. You, it's not just because, listen, I'm telling you, even if you did the mastectomy or you cut it, whatever, it, it's, you didn't change anything. You cut off 
a few of the poisoned apples on the apple tree, but you're going to have a harvest next next uh, fall. So you, you got to deal with it systemically, right? You got to do all the things we always talk about with cleansing everything, sleeping early, moving around all day, having healthy relationships, laughing as much as you can. Uh, not, I mean, not in church and not in the temple, but I mean, um, unless you're eight, if you're eight or seven years old, you can get away with anything. But uh, other than that, you probably shouldn't laugh in church. Um, and, um, but this is the way to live. All right. You're doing that. Now you've already got the CFCs. You're doing all of that and still there. So what do we do? Well, we use intravenous vitamin C. We use all kinds of therapies. We use hyperthermia. We use, uh, uh, frequency generators, you know, you just many, 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 many therapies, ozone. But one, one thing for a local uh, tumor, if we can get our hands on it, let's inject it with ozone. So we can inject, uh, what I would do is I would inject uh, that area with ozone and it does, it does destroy it. Ozone is very powerful oxidant. Uh, you can do that with uh, a cervical CFC, a woman that's got it in her cervix. Um, skin, you know, uh, lymphomas, you know, anywhere you can reach, you can inject with ozone. It's really good. Yeah. All right, Casey. So I see that. Yeah. So anyway, it's, you know, it's because we have to really remember everybody. You can't, it's not a thing that you're going to get rid of. We got to get rid of that. Uh, we've got to eliminate that concept from our minds that CFCs are these things that we have to get rid of. No. Their adaptive physiology, we just have to change it so it no longer needs to do that adaptation. If all of its needs are met, it doesn't have to adapt. It's just a very simple thing. But you got to do that. It's extremely comprehensive. And I can't find any place except our place that's comprehensive, except I think there might be working on one in the middle of America. What's that state again? It begins with a and anyway, they might be working on it. I'm not sure if they're there yet, but that we, we got to do it. We got to do it. We can't, you can't like uh, just do treatments and tell them about healthy eating, but don't teach them how to do it. Mm, not a good idea. That's, I mean, it's not going to work. Uh, where are we located? We're in uh, Arizona. And we've been there a long time, 19 years. We have to move though, because the place is way too small. I mean, um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's good. We just, it just limits the number of people we can take care of at any one time. And then soon I will have one or two here. So it looks like March or April, we will be opening our one here. It's, it's, it's like crazy, beautiful, crazy, beautiful. And we're going to have everything you can imagine. It's going to be fantastic. And our goal is to keep things affordable. Jeez. If I could afford it, which I can't, if I could afford it, I would not drive a BMW or a, a Mercedes or anything like that. I mean, it's like, maybe a BMW. I don't know. But I mean, I, I, <clears throat> ostentatious wealth. Can you imagine working in an uh, working in an area that is uh, deprived and the people don't have much money and they can't and you you come driving up in your fancy car? Ugh, I don't know. Anyway, let's go on. Let's go on. I uh, 
So you don't have to do surgery. So the, you're, the, the guy that you were talking to that one says you need to get a mastectomy because uh, it's in your nipple. I don't know if it was a man or a woman uh, uh, sorcerer, but just um, don't tell them what I would tell them. Just never, ever go back and see that person ever again. Okay, this is Jane, diagnosed ERPR and her too. It doesn't, is that negative? I don't know. Be, uh, be, uh, uh, two years ago, with metastasis to the axillary nose and left side. Three months ago, it spread to the frontal nasal lobe. Frontal nasal lobe. You mean the nasal sinuses? Biopsy showed that it had spread. Uh, they did a biopsy up there. Apparently rare for it to go up there. Yes. Could you please give any advice? It's also in the bones, in the sinuses, and eaten through the bones. Losing sight and hearing, extreme pain, have followed full alternative mode with full plant-based detox for two years, then suffered from PTSD after alcoholic husband, physical abuse, and could not get back into program due to mental breakdown, spread to frontal lobes in as little as two months after the abuse, now stage four. Can I reverse? Yes, you can. You're only 56 years old. Listen, Jane. Yes. And it doesn't matter what all the ERP are, all the stuff they tell you and why they're just telling you that so they can sell you drugs. Okay, it's in their algorithm. Okay, uh, her to uh, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But anyway, <clears throat> so now what is going on? Why did it go there? You have to definitely find a biological dentist. Make sure they're certified. Look on their website under services if they do anything like put put uh, titanium in the. They're not a biological dentist if they do. Uh, root canals, they're not a biological dentist. You know, look at a few things. Make sure they use ozone. Make sure they use um, uh, PRF, you know, from the blood to close up the wound. Make sure uh, uh, not all of them use lasers, but it'd be a good idea uh, if they did. Um, and they use, when they remove metal like mercury and stuff like that, they have a really elaborate procedure with they're wearing masks and they have dental dams. That That's what you want. So you go to these guys and you get a 3D cone beam, because I'm sure you've got something going on. You've got capitations, you've got root canals or something going on. If it's going up in there, that it's pretty, pretty clear. You've got to go do that. That's what you have. To, number one, today, tomorrow morning, you get, I don't know where you live, but you find that, okay? You've, you, you've got to do that. And if you can't, uh, uh, and I think the name of the uh, the professional society that they all belong to is IAO, something like, I don't know, International Alliance, uh, Biological biological Dentist, whatever. Look for them, okay? Some people call themselves holistic dentists, um, but it's a biological dentist. Everybody needs it. If you've got CFCs on your baby toe, you need to get your your, your mouth checked, okay? Because, uh, you know, remember the human mouth is probably the the filthiest mouth right next to um, hyenas. Yeah. In fact, if you got bit by a hyena, you came in the emergency room, we'd wash it out, clean it out, sew it up. If you got bit by a human, we wouldn't dare sew it it up. Is PRP or PRF not ideal if you have CSF? 
as far as increasing IGF-1. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. You pulled out a tooth. You cleaned it out. You used ozone to completely sterilize it. If you don't seal it, it's going to be recolonized. Why? Because we have in our mouths uh, the, the most funky organisms on, that you can imagine. So they take your blood, they spin it, they get the platelet-rich fibrin. What do platelets and fibrin do? They are how we make blood clots. So you put that on, you've sealed it off with your uh, clotting material. No, no, that's good. So that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Um, uh, but anyway, and forget all the ERPR stuff. Okay, it's all meaningless. This is drug stuff, drug talk. It's in the bones. Okay, bones, you know, we know, we know we've got to take uh, doxycycline, 100 milligrams twice a day, but you got to get someone helping you do this. Um, if you're losing sight, you got to get the help right away. Uh, you got to get, uh, you got to get your body completely cleansed. You got to do parasite cleanse. You got to get your colon clean, lymphatics. You need a he heavy duty, full, complete program uh, starting now. You can call our clinic, uh, an Oasis of Healing in uh, Arizona. Um, you can find us by going online to stopmakingcancer.com, stopmakingcancer.com. It's pretty easy, but that'll redirect you. Um, and, um, I hate that word, but what can I do? If I don't use the word, people won't find us. I got to use that word, you know? Um, anyway. So, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. You can reverse it. Don't worry. And, and the other thing you do is just get away from your husband. You have to. I mean, I, I don't know your situation. I really shouldn't say things like that. I'm sorry. But, you know, if you've got a toxic relationship and you know it and to the point of giving you a breakdown, you can't heal. Because your mind, if you have any negative thoughts, it will directly, di measurably decrease natural killer cells. Uh, it'll turn off the activated T cells, CD8. Uh, It'll turn your T helpers into T regs. It just it, it, it inactivates macrophages, inactivates dendritic cells. I mean, there's, there's nothing worse. Nothing worse. You got to get out of that. Tell them, look, I love you. I'll help you with your alcoholism in two years. I need two years to go heal. And do it. Go heal. You can heal. And you got to remember how to take care of your mind. I was diagnosed with breast CFCs. I don't want to do surgery. I was wondering what pills you recommend to go on under oven citizen okay so okay so you're still in the mindset that you're going to get rid of these things you've got to change your I, what i've just been talking about you have to do are there pills yes there are pills that not only are going to get rid of uh, uh, uh parasites and turn off different mechanisms that exist in chronically fermenting cells which is what all the anti-parasitics do um uh, but they also eliminate cfc stem cells like ivermectin like curcumin like uh Vitamin C, like doxycycline, like um, uh, propolis even does that. Yeah. Get rid of the CFC stem cells. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of stuff you can do. So that's Maria. Maria. Look at it. See if you can go through all, you know, I have a lot of videos on the, you know, stored in Instagram and YouTube. and TikTok doesn't st store them, but, you know, about talking about different things. But you, you need if you you need you need some personal help. So 
you can go online, drlody.com, make an appointment. We can have a we can have a consult. Um, or just call the center at oasisofhealing.com or stopmakingcancer.com. It'll get you to the same place. Tell them you want a consult. Your thoughts on the peptide PNC27. Okay. All right. Peptides. I love them. What are peptides, everybody? Peptides are a string of amino acids, 50 or less amino acids, is what a peptide is. An amino acid is connected to another amino acid through what's called a peptide bond. Amazing. What a name. How smart they are. Oh, these guys are brilliant. Uh, that's called a dipeptide. If you have three of them, tripeptide, a tetrapeptide, pentapeptide, hexapeptide. Um, anyway, 100 or more amino acids is a protein. Now, the body makes around 30,000 proteins. The body, our body, uh, our bodies, uh, and our bodies make about 300,000, close to 300,000 peptides. What is the function? They are a mechanism by which cells communicate to each other. Why is the FDA banning some peptides? Is that a real question? Yeah, I know it's a real question. And it's like, yeah. Why is the FDA um, approving uh, extremely toxic drugs? How much does it cost to get something approved? What clinical trial? I think clinical trials might cost something somewhere around, I don't know, $600 million, $800 million. That's why. So anyway, so the Fraud and Death Association does many different things that we don't understand. Um, in fact, what, what I get kind of suspicious is once when, when someone tells me it's FDA approved. I say, oh, no. They approved it. So PNC27, yeah, yeah. So it's a peptide. Now, um, it's pretty amazing. And I'll tell you why. Peptides are amazing, and I'd like to just take a minute to to talk about them. Okay, if you've got if you if you got a chance, you got a you got a minute. Let's talk about peptides for just a second. Um, the uh, there are several peptides that we use with CFCs and other, but, but that's what we're talking about now. So uh, w- one that we use is thymosin alpha one, which comes from made by the thymus gland, which shrinks the older you get. Um, and so, uh, it activates T cells. It makes T cells. That's what the thymus gland does. Its job is to, is to take regular, normal lymphocytes and turn them into T cells, right? And lymphocytes that go to the, uh, lymph nodes or spleen, uh, eventually become B cells, right? That produce antibodies. T cells are like, ah, so, uh, yeah, so. That's what the thymus line is. So thymus and alpha-1 is really good because anybody who's who has uh, chronically fermenting cells, you want to make sure you have lots of T cells because they become the CD8-activated uh, T killer cells. They become all the, uh, uh, the T4 cells, the helper cells, and all that. You need them, okay? Without them, you cannot survive. So as people get older, their thymus gland shrinks, their T cells go down and immunity suffers. So older people are known to have a decreased immunity, right? Okay, so now, um, um, so that, okay, that's TA1. The other one is PCN, PNC27 that you're talking about. And actually it's, there's a PCN27 and a PCN28. The beauty about these is they bind to a receptor, HDM2, 
receptor on CFCs. And when they bind, they it causes them to the binding results in them making a hole in the membrane and it just dies. It's fantastic. It does not do this to non-CFC cells. It's a big deal. But it, so it, it, it kills them through necrosis. What is necrosis? Two kinds of cellular death. One is called apoptosis, 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 whatever, you know. Um, and the other one is called necrosis. Apoptosis is the way normal bone broth, no, bone broth, no, bone broth. I don't agree. Sorry. I don't agree with bone broth. Um, most naturopaths like it. Lots of people like it because uh, it's got lots of nutrients, but it's cooked, comes from bones, and it's not necessary. You're going to get all the marrow out of it, and you're going to get all you can get all the same benefits from uh, from plants and more. But anyway, um, anyway, so what was that? Okay. So the PNC binds to the HDM2 receptor, right? And makes a hole and kills it. So that's called necrosis. So apoptosis is when a cell, uh, like for example, just think of our the lining of our GI tract. Um, the cells in that line it have to change every three days. Okay, there's a rapid turnover. That's why actually a, a percentage of our uh, uh, the bulk of our feces is uh, dead dead cells and bacteria uh, and microorganisms. Um, so the way they do that is they go through apoptosis. Apoptosis is a very organized uh, system by which the cell kind of recycles all of its material. There's no waste. There's no poisons or anything like that. It's just recycled. It's called, uh, it's, 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 you could call it suicide. It's such a ridiculous word. Uh, but that's what they call it. But it's programmed recycling of cells, right? Then necrosis is when you just kill it. You, you smash it and all the stuff that's in the cell spills out. So the problem that you can get with PNC27, PNC28 is that uh, you're killing the cells so fast you can get a condition that's called tumor necrosis syndrome or tumor lysis syndrome. And what does that mean? That means all the stuff, all the nasty stuff inside gets spilled into the blood and you can get sick. So you monitor that. What you do is you draw a blood test. You can draw um, LDH and uric acid, uh, uric acid. You can kind of monitor. Those things start to go up. You say, okay, I got to back down on a little bit. What is the dosage? Well, that's really a good question. It's hard to find. Um, but it's some, from pretty much the consensus at this point is um, that it is uh, – You get a, they come in five milligram vials of powder. You add in, um, or you can add in one cc of water, and then you do. So that's that means you've got five milligrams in a hundred cc's. I mean, I, I mean, one cc, which, since you're going to inject it with an insulin syringe insulin syringes have units they call it units instead of cc's but it's a hundred units that equal one cc 
So 10 units is 0.1 cc. So you got you want to do one milligram five times a day. So that's about 0.2 cc's or 20 units five times a day subcutaneously in your belly. And you do it like that. What do you watch for? You do maybe once a week, you do a uric acid. If it starts to go up, you slow down a little bit. Okay, because it means you're just killing it too fast. I love it because it only does it to, to CFCs, nothing else. I love it. I, I mean, you know, and by the way, the, the, this is even in leukemia, not just solid tumors, right? Uh, melanomas, breast, you know. But the beauty thing, you just keep remembering. Now, you can also use it as a nebulizer if you've got lung CFCs. You can put PNC twenty seven in um, in a in a uh, in normal saline and put it in a nebulizer and inhale it. Okay, it's going to be good. It cannot hurt healthy cells. I like that. You like that? We all like that. Now, so that's what I think of PNC twenty seven. I like others, other peptides too, like metenkephalin, which is met five. Oh, by the way, um, the. Uh, 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 the metenkephalin, the MET5, is just five amino acids. Pretty amazing. Anyway, it actually goes into the tumor microenvironment and completely changes it so you don't get your immune dysregulation. You don't get all the... It's just amazing, okay? MET and kephalin. Right? Got to use it. Got to use it. It's amazing. Um, everyone should be on TA1, MET and kephalin, and PNC27. Those are the peptides. Right. There are other ones, too. I mean, even uh, BPC-157, uh, amazing, amazing peptide. Um, it's actually made. It's a, and again, it's another pentapeptide, five, five amino acids. It's made in gastric, in your stomach. Secretions is made to make things heal and it works. It helps preserve the, the lining of the uh, blood vessels in your in your stomach. It helps uh, repair uh, the uh, uh, the actual tissues, the epithelium of the, uh, of the of the gastric mucosa and all that, um, and everywhere. So we use it uh, for for tendons and, and joints. So if someone's got a uh, a torn ligament uh, on their knee. You can you take it a little, instantly you inject all around the the um, ligament. It's going to heal very quickly. But it also has anti uh, tumor properties, um, and uh, it's just this is really fantastic. Okay, epithelioid sarcoma. This is Karen. Any suggestions to treat epithelial sarcoma that is no longer responsive to chemotherapy? We are desperate to help, dear friend, and running out of time per SOC doctors. Please help. All right. All right. Okay, again. Again. I want you to... Okay. What, what I want... I, okay. Okay. Uh, The number one thing I have to do is it's almost like an exorcism, right? I've got to like remove this demon. Okay, when you go to the hospitals, it's the the, the real the real uh, name of a hospital is the House of Horrors. And if you have any doubt about that, I want you to keep in mind it has a front door and a back door. You know what the back door goes to? It's a place called the morgue. 
Yeah. Not everybody goes out through the front door. And what they do in there is they um, completely attempt to dehumanize and fragment you. So that by the time you leave, you're not sure what is, you, you, don't, you don't know anything. They use words that you don't understand, but they make sure that they scare the hell out of you. They do procedures to you, like all these big machines that make noises. So as if you were an automobile being fixed. They have all these absurd rules. They think germs are all over the place. They're going to get us. And they tell you that unless they poison you, irradiate you, and cut you up, uh, you're not going to be okay. I mean, so the, as House of Horrors, yeah, 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 yeah. So when you go there, that's what they do. They scare you into agreeing to do anything. And sadly, they did that to you, and they gave it a name, epithelial sarcoma. That means nothing. It means it started, the chronically fermenting cells started, as opposed to breast carcinomas, colon carcinomas, pancreatic carcinomas instead of that, because that, that means they began in tissue that had an embryonic origin called the ectoderm. That's all. That's all. That's it. That's it. Sarcoma, mesoderm, which is what? Muscles and, and bones and stuff like that. That's it. That's all it means. It's not a big fancy word. It doesn't mean you're intelligent. Epithelioid. Oid always means kind of looks like. Like you can have a leukemoid reaction with your white blood cell. What's a leukemoid reaction? Well, leukemia is really, 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 really high white blood cells. Usually you get up 40,000. Yeah, we're at 30,000. We're at 40,000. Maybe some infections, but usually we're into a leukemia range. 50,000 for sure. Well, you can have 50,000 and what they call a leukemoid reaction. A leukemoid reaction is something that looks like a leukemia. It's stupid. These are stupid words. Anyway. And then sarcoma just means, so it's it's epithelial cells, which are what? Cells that line things. Okay. And it's a sarcoma. That means its origin is from a tissue that originated in the embryo and something called the mesoderm. That's all it means. And what does it not tell you? How did I get this? How do I get rid of this? Doesn't even begin. Responsive to chemotherapy. What does that mean? That means... These uh, chronically fermenting cells, which are pretty clever, have learned to push out the chemo faster than they can push it in. That's what that means. That's what it means. Uh, so they can't find another poison. And they're telling you, time is running out, time is running out. It's part of their standard of scare. Remember, it's a standard of scare. And there's gonna, it, it's almost impossible to undo your, they cast a spell. Diagnoses are casting spells. He's a great diagnostician. That's like telling me he's a great sorcerer. Why do I say that? Because I know. I know what you want. You don't want a diagnosis. You want health. Uh, unless, am I wrong? Okay, not wrong. You want health. So, Forget all that. Let's go down the road to health. You want to put a name on one of the manifestations of a deviation from health? And will that help you? No. 
I know I, 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 it, I, I might sound like I'm uh, jaded, but I'm not. I'm just well-worn. I've been watching the horrors that make me cry for a long time. The stories I read every day when people, the stories I say, it just breaks my heart because the people don't know. You don't know. You go in, you go into the place, you know, thinking they care, thinking they're going to help. And in the end, one of their favorite phrases is, I'm sorry, there's nothing else we can do. I think you should go to hospice. Well, just remember what happened when Joe Tippins went to hospice. He made a detour. And that was 2017. He's still running around. And he did it without poison. Can you imagine that? Yes, it's a healing journey. Healing, healing. Okay, you don't want to just get rid of something. You want to get rid of my arthritis? But what about my gastritis? What about my depression? What about my heart pain? No, you want to be restored to health. And that is not a passive thing. It cannot happen. It's a journey you must take. And so you go to a healing center where you have guides and teachers that take you on this journey that help you walk that path. Because it's your path. No one else can walk it. Your child can't walk it. Your husband can't walk it. Your parents can't walk it. Nobody can walk it. Your friend. You can walk it. And therein is the reason for it. If you want to know why did this happen to me? Because you needed to walk this path. And when you do it, you're going to say, man, that was the greatest thing that ever happened. I became the potential person that I could never have been. And I know right now, if you're in a lot of sick, if you're really sick and you don't feel good, you want to, you want to throw the phone that you're watching me on out the window. I understand that. Okay, and I apologize. I'm not putting this down lightly. It's not an easy path to walk. And the biggest problem, you don't have many allies out there because these warlocks, witches, sorcerers that work in the House of Horrors scare you. And they've got everybody convinced. So your family is going to say, what? I want you to do traditional. You know what? For right there, they don't know the meaning of the word traditional. Traditional means by tradition. How long is tradition? Thousands of years. Traditional medicine? Thousands of years. How long has allopathic medicine been around? Well, I mean, in its present form, 120 years. Started by standard oil. This is what, you know, the medical field is just one of the subsidiaries of Standard Oil Corporation. Anyway, uh, that's not traditional. That's conventional. That means it right now it just happened. It's not traditional. Yeah. So if you want to do traditional, you go to Chief Rolling Thunder. You go to uh, Dr. Zoll. You go to, yeah. Anyway, epithelioid sarcoma is just chronically fermenting cells. And yes, you can be helped. But you need, again, you've got, got to get rid of the garbage 
all the toxins, and that starts with your mouth, your teeth, parasites, uh, cleansing, colon, uh, all that stuff. And you learn to turn your mind off. Don't try to fix your mind. Don't You cannot fix your mind because your mind, my mind, our minds are the problem. It's called the house of Maya. It's called the house of illusion. There's nothing in our minds that is true. Did he just say that? Yeah, I did. There's nothing in our minds that's true. How could he say such a thing? I've got God in my mind. No, you know, you've got words and pictures in your mind, period. Now, is a word, is the word cup the same thing as a cup? No. What about the picture of a cup? Is that the same thing as a cup? No. What are they? Symbols of a cup. Hmm. But it's not the cup. So the only thing the mind's capable of is symbols. A symbolic representation of reality. Well, if I've only seen symbols, then how do I know what reality is? Let's not go there. I'm just telling you. I, I can take you there if you wanted to get there. But... Um, Anyway, the mind is the problem. So forget it. Turn it off. It's a really good tool if you have to go from here to there. If you've got to do some work, you use it. But as soon as you're done, hang it up. Put it on the shelf. Put it on the shelf. Tell it to listen to your breathing. Okay. So anyway, we've got to do that. So that's another big one. And we've got to do that. I am really, 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 really want you, Karen, to get in touch with me. Okay, so uh, this is Julita. What time is it? Are we running out of time? Oh, no. My neighbor has clear cell ovarian CFCs. I think she lacks the hope to know it could have better results. But she knows that whatever white aprons do is no good. I believe she is just as confused. It's been only a year. I wanted to ask in her name, what do you know about it and what could be done? Julita. Julita, it's the same thing, everything I've been saying. It doesn't matter if it starts in the ovary, if it starts in the bones, if it starts in the uh, testicles, breast. It's still the same process going on. And you still have to do what we were talking about. And just calling it a clear cell ovarian, it's just, it's just they're looking at the microscope and they call it a clear cell. And it's in the ovary. All right, so what? Okay, this is from Kelly. My mom, who is 70, has cholangiocarcinoma. That's called uh, biliary, uh, the biliary system. Not the gallbladder, but the biliary system. The part of the liver that makes bile. Uh, doctors tried to scare her with rare, deadly, aggressive terminology. Of course they did. Opted to get high-dose chemo, radiation, and surgery. They succeeded. Oh, as we think she would. Oh, as we think she would be dead already if she went that route. You're right. Actually, great. You didn't do it. Just got Datar test back. She says that she has mTOR and Crass mutation. Listed a lot of chemo, immunotherapy, repurposed drugs and supplements, but not much over 50, 60 percent match. No parasite meds were included. Curious what your recommendation would be for someone in her situation. 
Is there anything that's not chemo or immunotherapy? That can, yeah. All the same things, Kelly, all the same things. This mTOR and CRAS mutations, these are pathways that are in, well, the CRAS not necessarily, the mTOR is like the only, the, the, it's one of the pathways in which CFCs exist mTOR is also how our body uh, makes muscles and grows. I mean, so it's, I mean, all these things are, um, and the crass mutation. Um, now, first of all, number one, bile duct CFCs, cholangiocarcinoma. You've got to always do an antiparasitic program of three weeks on one week off three for like a year and in that must be a medication called praziquantel which is going to get the liver flukes that usually that that are uh, it's why like in southeast asia there's so much cholangiocarcinoma because of this liver fluke uh it's a it's a protozoal microorganism i mean it's a worm um a little worm that lives in the bile ducts so you got to use that have to have to have to have to You'll do ivermectin, uh, praziquantel. Uh, you'll do uh, niclosamide uh, and med medbendazole and or benbendazole, and then some anti anti uh, anti uh, fungals as well. But you got to look at the teeth, the mouth. You, gotta, you do a three D cone beam CT. You do a juice cleanse. You clean out the colon. You do the liver. I mean. Uh, lymphatics, uh, start meditating, go to bed early. Um, after you've done the juice cleanse for anywhere from three to 16 weeks, as long as you can, don't worry, highly nutritious. You're not going to be malnourished. Um, after that, then you eat food that humans were designed to eat. Oh my gosh. What is that? If you want to know what humans w should eat naturally, here's what you do. You don't have to read any books. What you do, take all your clothes off and go into the jungle. Well, actually, get to the jungle first. You don't want to be driving naked. It's, it, it, you might get in trouble, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, so get to the jungle. I have someone drop you off. Take your clothes off and go in there. And move, move there. And I want you to tell me what you're going to eat. Because this is how you were born. This is how God made you. So you're looking around the jungle. I mean, after you stop crying, you're looking around the jungle and you go, what am I going to eat? You see a lizard walking. You see a snake. You see a deer over there. You see, hmm, does that deer look good? You think you want to go take a bite out of it? Wow, is that an apple? Are those bananas? Oh, my God. That looks like broccoli, cabbage. Wow. Oh, yeah, mushrooms or something. Yeah, you got to be careful, though. But, um. Uh, these hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really kill much with these hands. I mean, yeah, you could. Uh, what could you kill? Probably some insects. You could probably catch a few grasshoppers. And a lizard. Maybe catch a lizard. Uh, a frog. You could catch a frog and maybe ch choke it, right, with the hands. But I, I am a, for me, I don't know, 
maybe not you, but I'd be I'd be looking for that fruit. I'd be looking for the vegetables and stuff like that. Because I just didn't come I didn't come equipped. I'm not like a bear or a or a cat where I can just. Plus, when I look at a lot of an animal walking around, it doesn't really make me salivate. Okay, Kelly, you, you got the idea, right? I was told I have hairy cell leukemia. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? They're so brilliant. What do I need to do? I'm asking. I'm already taking ivermectin, fenben, wormwood, and I'm getting apricot seeds. My spleen is enlarged at this time. Okay, so you got to do a lot. You got to do a lot. And, uh, you know, even propolis is good for that, too. But remember, remember, you've got to do everything we've been talking about. Everybody with CFCs anywhere has to do it. And that means those of us who haven't been uh, told we have it by the sorcerers, because we all are doing it. It's an adaptive physiology. We've all got it. So we all need to stop making that stuff. Okay, so we've got to do parasite cleanses. We've got to do... uh, juice cleansing we've got you know listen that which is required to be restored to health the same is required to maintain health not a brilliant statement but 100 true you know i mean you don't have to be brilliant to come up with it you just have to be standing on the ground with two feet and say hmm hmm oh yeah okay william uh you're asking the same thing and uh that People are asking, and yours is pancreatic, and of course, it's the same thing. But you, you William, with pancreatic and any any uh, 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 CFC problem that's in any any part of the gastrointestinal, uh, you need you need to rest it, right? So you're going to have to do a lot more uh, after the juice cleanse and all that sort of thing, uh, and eating real food and taking lots of enzymes and hydrochloric acid and all that stuff. Uh, you're going to have to do some fasting, some water fasting too, okay? Let that pancreas rest. This is Jude. It says, I'm juicing to rebuild my immune system to beat CFCs. Can I go to the dentist? And what about chemicals they shoot in your mouth and numb it? Okay, so Jude, listen. You want to beat CFCs, so you've got them already. You don't want to beat them. You want to make CFCs are your body adapting to a situation where its biological needs are not being met. So you want to make that adaptation unnecessary. So you need to do all the things we were talking about. You've got to go to a biological dentist. Don't just go to a regular dentist because they will harm you. Not only will not help you, they will harm you. Just like a regular doctor, not only will not help you, they will harm you. Why can I say that with certainty? Because I know what they know, and I see what they do, and I deal with people that have uh, had uh, uh, and the consequences of what they do. And if you do the research, you'll find that out. But you got to go to biological dentists. You've got to find out what's going on in there because if you have a cavitation, if you have some, uh, if you have a big problem in there, you you'll never heal. Okay. So, yeah, you got to use some uh, mapivacaine, you got to use uh, novocaine, whatever. Do it. Big deal. Your body will get rid of it unless you like pain because I, I don't like people drill, you know, drilling in my mouth. I can't. I don't. I don't. I can't do it. Uh, 
This is Larry. And is, are there any detox centers in Thailand you can recommend? Also, when I come to Phuket, how do I see you? Third question, is there any biological dentist? No, no. Number one, prostate CFC is a treatment. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Right now, there, there's lots of uh, detox centers. There's a place called, at, uh, it's called Atmanjai, Friendship Beach. Uh, the owner there, his uh, name is Star. He's really a, an amazing man. Um, good friend of mine for years. Um, and there are other ones. I mean, they're on Samui. They're, 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 there's a lot of detox centers. But none of them are, you know, uh, uh, the, the Friendship Beach, they have a specific program. But a lot of them are like spas. It's like you can do this and do this and then have your wine at night and, you know, uh, you know what I mean? So it's not, uh, they're not, they're not, they're just spa. Uh, and, and that's for people who aren't really serious. Um but, and then there's the Life Co, which, um, on Phuket, which uh, I personally wouldn't recommend to, I might recommend it to Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, yeah. But anyway, so, uh, there are no biological dentists. So what we're going to be doing at our center, we're bringing over uh, a biological dentist and they will be training the Thai dentists and they will be working with the Thai dentists and we will be the first real biological dentist there, here. Okay, so we'll be soon, all right? Right now, the answer is unfortunately not. I, this is from Donna. I had a 28 day, days of left breast CA radiation in 1998. Also four doses of CAF, which is a combination of chemos, cytoxin, agemycin, and 5-FU. In 2009, I had a different tumor in the right breast, which I believe was caused by unprotected radiation in 1998. I opted for a double mastectomy and said no to chemo. 25 years later, I am eliminating more foods from my diet. With each passing year, the scar tissue is chest and digestive. But I suspect scar tissue in my chest and digestive tract is worse. I suffer acid reflex and tremendous, often strangling mucus after eating foods with even a, a hint of gluten or dairy. I'm now 79, and I know without a doubt, that an MD would only make it worse. Can you suggest anything to do to make my digestion easier? I already eat organic and quite healthy. Okay, yes, 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 yes. First thing you want to do is stop eating for a while, okay? Do a green juice cleanse, celery, cucumber, uh, uh, kale, spinach, lemon, and apple. Basic fundamental recipe you can add, modify however you want. Change the apple for the carrot, whatever you want to do. Okay, do that. Drink three, four liters a day for two, three, four, five weeks. Just believe me. Okay. Now, I don't know you, Donna, so I don't know if you're too thin, how thin you are, and any of that sort of thing. Uh, however, I do want you to keep in mind that when you're juicing, you're getting all of the protein you need. You're getting all of the carbohydrates you need. You're getting phytonutrients. You're getting chelated minerals. There's only two things you're not getting, and that's fiber and fat, and you can do that. So it's not that you'll be – so I'm just saying if you're really thin, you might get thinner at the beginning. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, okay? Um, you've got to do that. Now, Once you now, if the juice is making you bloated and stuff like that, uh, that might mean that the quality of your juicer is not as good as you'd like it because it's still got a lot of fiber, but that's okay. 
You go to uh, a company that I use, it's called Transformation, and you get one of their enzymes called Digestzyme. And uh, you take about five, six, ten of them. Um, every time you drink, you know, when, you, when you're drinking like a, if you're drinking a liter over the next half hour, or, uh, take it. And you'll find that you'll um, be able to digest it better. You also need to start taking lots of probiotics. Okay, I always use Ultimate Flora. They got 150 billion uh, CFUs and uh, right uh, colony forming units, and they uh, have 40 different species, which is really good because you need lots of different species in order to successfully colonize. Yeah, you take that a couple times a day. And you can also get some Bifidobacter bifidus uh, and put a little powder. You know, it'll come in a powder. And you mix it at nighttime in it with, with some water that you would drink, good water. Mix it and then get a syringe and have a little, uh, and you get a little, little tubing and put it into your rectum before you go to sleep. And uh, since bacteria have a new... Um, a new uh, generation every hour, they will colonize. All right, so that's really good. And while you're doing the juice cleanse, you can also be doing um, taking some uh, glutamine powder, which will help the gut heal. And then separately, because it's not usually, I don't find it in formulas, uh, is a, is a bacteria called Acromantia, which actually... Um, is uh, specialized in uh, 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 gut construction. Yeah, it went in one of the trade schools that it, that that the Akramansi would go to. Um, they learn how to. They're gut specialists. Yeah, so they kind of rebuild up. They rebuild it. They're like um, epithelial masons. Yeah, they're good at it. So you put those guys in there. You got the glutamine. You can use aloe. And BPC-157 heals guts really good. You can get an oral form. You just take that. Now, after the juice cleanse, what are you going to eat? Oh, my gosh. You're going to eat human food, okay? Now, uh, even though a lot of people think that's controversial, it's not controversial. People like to talk about it and argue about it and write books and make a lot of money, but it's not controversial. It's not controversial. Anatomically, physiologically, instinctually. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it again. I get into it too much. Too much because I, and I still have people who don't want to hear it. Okay, so Starly, yeah, I see your situation. Please contact. We, we're we're, we're going to set it up. Tell your husband not to be scared. That's all they do. Don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of. Everything I was talking about today, get started on that. Abdominal aneurysm. This is Marilyn. Uh, can anything be done for an abdominal aneurysm in a natural way? My friend has been told he has one the size is 5.3 centimeters. The doctor has decided to wait until February before deciding to operate. Can you offer any advice? Yeah. Um, the, the doctor didn't decide to wait until February. It's in the algorithm. You have to remember something. I know this is, I know this is, I sound weird, but doctors don't think. 
They're not allowed to think. You get in trouble if you think. You can regurgitate, but don't think. And don't decide. And he decided to operate? Okay. Well, interestingly enough, aneurysms are almost always, not almost, a lot of times, pretty close, uh, to being uh, a selenium deficiency. So you want to get selenium. What are you going to, how are you going to do that? You're going to get Brazil nuts, organic. Uh, you're going to make Brazil nut milk, and you're going to eat a, a minimum of six, eight Brazil nuts a day. And then just to be sure, certain, you're going to get uh, a supplement called uh, selenomethionine, right? Why do you want selenomethionine? Because it's selenium um, chelated with an amino acid, which means your body will absorb it nicely. It's bioavailable. Yep, 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 yep. That, but that's the best thing you do. Plus, everything else we've been talking, there are no individual separate diseases anywhere. Okay? The body is adapting and getting in, it's in trouble because of either nutritional deficiencies, oxygen deficiencies, damage. Same thing. Clans are But for you, aneurysm, make sure you got a little, you got, you, you focus on getting extra selenium. And then, uh, Now, the aneurysm, though, you've got to remember, though, if they get too big, they burst, you are you can die. So you can't underestimate that. You still have to work with a doctor. But if you're following their directions and you've got some time, get started. February is not a long way off, but I would get started immediately. Lanessi, when do we have open for, opening for a parasite consultation? Uh, you can make one uh, now. I'm, I'm still trying. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to. Uh, what do you call it? Figure out a way that we can do this and just have parasite things soon. 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 Hey, please hang in there. Okay. Okay. Uh, where? What time is it? Oh my God. Okay. Hey, Dr. Loya, thank you for this opportunity. I was going to answer my question. I am a single mother of a toddler, and I don't work nor have time for anything else. But no support. I would like to go to the best and ask where and how do I start kill parasites? I can see skin rashes start to appear. I don't trust mainstream doctors, especially GPs in the UK. I am Polish native and I practice more like naturopathy for myself and my daughter. Is there anywhere I can go read about it? As you said, I wouldn't want to make parasites go to another organ. I need to be the best, my daughter. Also, can I make this detox of killing while breastfeeding? What brand and what shall I use to get them out? Yeah, well, I, you, okay. I wouldn't take a lot of medications while you're breastfeeding. How old is your daughter? She's a toddler. Are you breastfeeding a toddler? Anyway, once you stop breastfeeding, then you got to take... You know, ivermectin, fenbendazole, medbendazole, praziquantel, niclosamide, um, tinidazole, uh, uh, you're going to take all those. You're going to have to find a doctor to give them to you. It's hard in the UK. It's very hard in the UK. Um, I know of a couple doctors in the UK, but I don't know if they can get it either. It's, it's hard for them to get it. 
my advice is move out of the UK. If you, if you can. Well, out of Europe. And, but you need all those. Now, you can go online. There are places that sell these things online. I think they come out of India. Uh, and uh, But the problem is I don't think the UK postal system customs will allow it in. That's the problem. Thank you very much. My questions are, ivermectin is a semi-synthetic drug derived from soil bacterium, streptomyces avermectis. Mine expires December 2023. Would it be safe? Would it still be safe to take it on December? In the parasite protocol, can I replace fluconazole lystatin with sub-Q LL37? I heard that some people may develop potentially irreversible ticks after using antifungals. Cruciferous vegetables make me bloated. Will the parasite protocol be the cure? I started taking megas antibiotics. I can't wait. All right. All right. Very good. Okay. Muhammad. Um, yeah, you can use it. I mean, even though it expires, usually these expiration dates are not because it's inactive. It might be that it's beginning to lose its potency, um, but it, it still would, it wouldn't, it's, it's good, at least a good six months, nine months after, at least, uh, that has lost its, its, its potency. Um, but you need to be taking, yeah, ivermectin is magical, safe, and all that. The other thing is, can you do something to replace fluconazole like that, which are the antifungals, by using LL37? Well, the LL37 prevents the organism from, attaching and so it can't set up camp whereas the fluconazole and statin actually go in and make holes in the wall of the organism and kill it i would use it all you want to get rid of them you don't want to keep playing this over and over and over again knock them down get rid of them and then heal your gut heal you everything fast cleanse take care of your health but first get rid of these guys okay so don't really don't worry about that but yeah i mean ll37 is great but I would still um, uh, use the others. Um, I do them all, and then let's get rid of this, and then let's get let's get down to a really healthy baseline where we can really establish a healthy lifestyle. Okay, can you drink coffee with a juice fat feast? A juice feast? Yes, you can. Black coffee. Black. Teresa, what causes salivary gland to become damaged? Doctor wants to remove it. How to heal naturally? Doctor wants to remove it. My God. Okay, I don't know what's going on with, your, with the salivary gland, but it's probably, you know, there's different things that happen. They get blocked. They get a, like a stone in them. Um, they can have uh, compression. You know, they can, uh, uh, from, from something else, it can be a tumor, uh, the gland can be swollen. There's lots of reasons. So instead of just remove it, let's get back to healthy. How do you get to healthy? You do what we've been talking about. Cleanse, colon therapy. You got to do it all together. You got to just keep, remember, and everybody, please remember, whatever is going on is the fruit on the tree. The roots are psycho-spiritual and the you know, and it's all the, the 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 consequence is toxemia, whether it comes from stress, which is you know stress is a, a lot of reasons for it, toxic metals, uh, 
uh, malnourished, you know, not getting around, overfed, undernourished, um, EMF. I mean, you put all that together, you got toxicity. And that toxicity goes into and forms a tree. You got over there heart, heart attack, stroke, arthritis, CFCs. They're all manifestations. And in your situation, uh, salivary gland, it's blocked. Cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. Is it causing pain? You can't salivate. Which gland is it? If it's only one, you don't just cut it out. I mean, that's insane. I would have to talk to you more, Teresa, because there are definitely ways, because I don't know exactly what to say. You know, I don't know exactly how to... What is this? Just saw you have no concepts of Bella. I, I spoke to Dr. Shiva. She would love to consult with you about what you suggest. High inflammation from myco and endotoxins, yet we are clean and out of area. Fresh start. We use infrared, fulvic binders, lipoic acid. No gr eat organic, no grilled pig carcass for us. However, intense brain scans show a lot of damage. Again, I would love to, Starly, I'd love to, uh, I got to have some consults available. But I mean, you've got mycotoxins, endotoxins, you know, you're, you're doing right. Binders, uh, infrared saunas every day, uh, exercise, and get do all the things we're talking about getting healthy. But use the binders. That's very, very important. Um, and uh, move if you've got mycotoxin and stuff like that. I don't know about endotoxin, but mycotoxins in your home, you got to do that. Get one of the uh, propolis ones, but also get an, uh, a high, high level, high concentrated ozone generator. And when you're out of that, go out of the house for the weekend and put it on full blast, right? And then do the same thing uh, uh, the next weekend. Okay, so what are your thoughts? This is from Amanda. Amanda, what are your thoughts on treating hyperhidrosis? My son has been battling this since he was 13. Now he's 25. All right. Well, hyperhidrosis just means excess of sweating. Okay. Um, and um, so, you know, there's different kinds of sweating. First of all, there are different glands. There's eccrine glands, E-C-C-R-I-N-E which are everywhere um, except the armpits and the genital area, the perineum. I think I, no, no. Anyway, eyebrows. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, the eccrine glands are produce just water. They're basically used for thermal regulation. You get hot and you need to sweat. Sweating gets rid of your, uh, you know, heat, right? Because it cools you off. The apocrine glands, you know, and the doctors say, we, we don't really know what they're for. Yeah, you do. Apocrines are what have the odor. Why is that so important? Because uh, that's how, you know, I think the most fundamental sense, sensory tool apparatus on the most primitive organism is smell. Oh, also the breasts have apocrine glands. So I want you to think about it. What do we do with babies? And if we're a mama and we have a baby, what do we, where do we do? We put the baby right here. And the baby is breastfeeding and right near the axilla. And it's able to smell the odor of the mother 
from their African glands. They now recognize their mother. They've made a, uh, it's a conditioned you know, um, response. They know mom by the smell. It makes them feel comfortable. That smell will let them uh, feel safe and comfortable. But it's, all, it's interesting. We also have African glands in our pubic area. I know we all have grown up in these really clean worlds where everything's so clean and ridiculous because there's nothing that's clean, um, what we call clean. Um, let me tell you something. Have you ever walked into a forest? I hope the answer is yes. And would you say that it's dirty because no one's been sweeping? Is it dirty? Perfect. How the leaf? You think the leaves should be lit on the ground should be arranged a little differently? You think they're probably okay. Ah, look up in the sky at the clouds. What do you see? Are they a mess? No. The only mess is here. Nature is not a mess. It's perfect. Anyway, our odors, they're pheromones. They're sexual attractants. They're also um, how babies recognize their moms and all that. You know, animals all smell each other. We're so, you know, and I can't stand when I get near someone who's wearing perfume or cologne. It's like disgusting chemical. What are you doing? My God. I don't know. I don't know. I was born in the wrong century, completely the wrong century. So um, the smell is good. Having axillary hair and uh, breasts and the smell and pubic and you know and guess what our eyebrows too what who knows that one I can't figure out but um, anyway so if you have excessive sweating the other thing is how is sweating regulated it's it's regulated by the autonomic nervous system which is sympathetic and parasympathetic and as it turns out the sympathetic system is the one that uh, regulates the uh, sweat glands and so. Um, now, when we're talking about hyperhidrosis, if none of you have ever seen it, these are people whose hands are dripping wet. Or, I mean, it's nothing like you think. But if it's on one side, okay, so there can be emotional sweating, you know, you fear, you know, fear can cause sweat, um, stress will do it, you know. Um, uh, but usually emo emotional sweating is all over the body. But it's actually most prominent on the, you know, the hands, the feet, the face, and the axillary. All right, that's emotional sweating. Um, but the, um, uh, I've seen, I, I remember people that have it just on their hands. Their hands drip. They literally have to wear gloves. I mean, drip. Well, in those cases, they might have, and, and what I've seen the surgeons do is they go in. And they find the, you know, on our and on the on our back we have this. It's called the sympathetic chain of of uh, uh, the sympathetic nerves, and they have to go in sometimes and just cut that nerve, um, and to cut it off. It's called a sympathectomy, but um, if that's the problem, so you got to find out what happens. You know how how is, you know how is that how does that happen? All right, so you got is BP. Where is it? Ah, is BPC-157 good and safe for healing injuries? 
People are telling me it can grow CFCs. If so, what's the best combination of potassium? All right. Uh, it does not grow. In fact, it's better. It knocked, it gets rid of it. It actually turns off the VEGF, you know, vascular endothelial growth factor um, and uh, it, the signaling, which goes to the APK pathway and all that sort of thing. It can shut it down. All right. They've been found to be very useful in <clears throat> colon CFCs. And remember, it's made it's a pentapeptide 5 amino acid. It's made in the stomach for healing. Uh, it's good for the endothelial cells. So, yeah, it's 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 very good. Uh, it protects the brain. It protects the skin. It's very good. No, the opposite. Okay. So it actually counteracts the gastric epithelia injury under, under normal times, right? And we use it with cachexia. Cachexia is a late stage of any chronic illness like... Uh, you know, that you just stop eating and your body starts consuming itself. One thing is 157, P, uh, BPC 157. Yes, yes, for cachexia basically does it. And it does it by blocking the pro-inflammatory cytokines, you know, um, including IL-6. It does that, it does that, it does that. We also use L-carnitine. We also use um, glutamine, uh, lots of glutamine. Uh, and we use insulin for the uh, cachexia. But anyway, it changes not only expression in the AKT system, but the mTOR we were talking about earlier. So it's just good things. So whoever told you that maybe had a misunderstanding of it. And that is it, folks. So Kap, namaste, namaskar, aloha, and uh, stay safe, you guys. Stay safe because Klaus is out there. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi Podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.